today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Everyone will worship the Lord Jesus Christ during the kingdom age. And some have tried to say that this verse is indicating that everyone in the kingdom age will speak Hebrew. But that's a stretch. It's indicating people will worship with pure worship. It's not going to be lip service. People are not going to have a divided heart where I'm worshiping Jesus, but I'm also worshiping this other thing. What does true worship look like? You may have an idea, but it gets better after Jesus' return. Zephaniah and even the book of Revelations signifies a time on the earth when God will reign over the earth and people that love him will truly worship him. It's unlike our hearts today that are stretched in every other direction as we try to focus on worshiping God in our daily lives. Today, Pastor Dan continues to illustrate the blessed hope and future that followers of Jesus can anticipate in the end of days. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Zephaniah chapter 3 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. It says the priests have done violence to God's law. The priests of all people should have upheld God's law. The priests of all people should have been defending God's word. But it was the priests who did violence to God's word. The Apostle Paul tells us that the times will come when professing Christians will not endure sound doctrine But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. There will be false teachers who will tell people what they want to hear instead of what God says. False teachers, Paul warns us, will do violence to God's word. And we see that happening. We see that, I would say, more than any time in my lifetime as a Christian, do we see false teachers doing violence to God's word? Look at verse 5. Verse 5, he says, The Lord, look what it says, this is so great. The Lord is righteous in her midst. He will do no unrighteousness. Every morning he brings his justice to light and he never fails. But the unjust knows no shame. This is so amazing. He says the Lord is in the midst of Judah with everything that's happening in the nation. In the midst of all the corruption, all the ungodliness, all the treachery, all the rebellion in the nation. God was in the middle of all of it working. Even even as the nation is going off a cliff, God is in the midst of it working. God is in the midst of our nation working right now. He's working. Even with everything going on in our nation, in the midst of tragedy and heartbreak and craziness, 
God is working in the midst of his people. And God never fails. He never fails. Do you see that in verse 5? He never fails. Now look what he says in verse 6. I have cut off nations. Their fortresses are devastated. I have made their streets desolate with none passing by. Their cities are destroyed. There is no one, no inhabitant. I said, surely you will fear me. You will receive instruction so that her dwelling would not be cut off despite everything for which I punished her. But they rose early and corrupted all their deeds. God says here to Judah, he says, look at the other nations that I have judged in the past for their ungodliness and for their wickedness. And look how I've utterly destroyed those nations. And God doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what God is saying is, if I've judged those other nations in the past for their wickedness, well, certainly, surely, I will judge Judah for the same wickedness. And surely, God will judge other nations for the same wickedness. Other nations aren't going to get a pass. He's not going to change with other nations. He's immutable. He doesn't change. And he says to Judah, surely this should cause you to fear me. You've seen what I've done to other nations that have gone down this road that you're going down, Judah. Surely this should cause you to fear me. Surely this should cause you to receive instruction so that your nation will not be cut off like those other nations. But instead of turning back to God and repenting, Judah said, don't call me Shirley and rose early and corrupted all of their deeds. They just ignored the warnings. When God can point to the ruins of these other nations and say, you see what I did over here. And you're on the same path. And they just rose up and corrupted all their deeds. Now, again, Zephaniah is also looking ahead to the day of the Lord. The book of Revelation tells us that during the tribulation period, as God is pouring out his judgment and judgment after judgment after judgment is coming down on the world. Revelation says the nations will just refuse to repent. And turn back to the Lord for mercy. Instead, they're going to shake their fists at God. And they're going to blaspheme the name of the Lord. They're going to curse God. Where at any point they could repent. They could turn back to him and receive mercy. Verse 8 says, therefore, look at verse 8. Wait for me, says the Lord. Until the day I rise up for plunder. My determination is to gather the nations to my assembly of kingdoms. To pour on them my indignation, all my fierce anger, all the earth shall be devoured with the fire of my jealousy. Now, verse 8 is a very important verse. It, It gives us a summary, really, of the day of the Lord. This is what God will do. And if you're a note taker, verse 8 is unique in the Bible in that it's the only verse in the Old Testament that has all of the Hebrew letters of the Hebrew alphabet in this one verse. And what the Lord is doing here with this verse, by including all the letters of the Hebrew alphabet, he is trying to get the attention of people. 
So they will stop and slow down when they read this verse because God is explaining what he is going to do during the day of the Lord, specifically in the tribulation period. This is what he's going to do. I will rise up for plunder. My determination is to gather the nations to my assembly of kingdoms to pour on them my indignation, all my fierce anger. All the earth shall be devoured with the fire of my jealousy. That's the day of the Lord. That's the day of the Lord. And that's going to take place during the seven-year tribulation period that we've talked about. And at the end of that seven-year tribulation period, Jesus Christ will return from heaven to the earth in power and great glory. The saints will come back with him. We'll be coming back with him from heaven in our glorified bodies. And when he comes the second time, he will come as a conquering king and he will judge the nations just as he describes here. And he will establish his kingdom on the earth, making Jerusalem his capital city. Jerusalem will be the capital of the world. Not Washington, D.C., not London, not Beijing, nowhere else. Jerusalem. And Jesus Christ will reign over all the earth as King of kings and Lord of lords. The governments of the world will be upon his shoulders. And so now we have this. This is what the day of the Lord's. This is what's going to happen in the day of the Lord in verse 8. And there's a transition that takes place between verses 8 and verses 9. And verse 8 describes the judgment of the nations that will take place after the return of Christ. Verse 9 describes the kingdom age that comes after the judgment of the nations. For then, verse 9, then, after I've judged all the nations, I've established my kingdom here on earth, I'm ruling as king of kings. For then, I will restore to the people a pure language that they all may call on the name of the Lord to serve him with one accord. Everyone will worship the Lord Jesus Christ during the kingdom age. And some have tried to say that this verse is indicating that everyone in the kingdom age will speak Hebrew. But that's a stretch. It's indicating people will worship with pure worship. It's not going to be lip service. People are not going to have a divided heart where I'm worshiping Jesus, but I'm also worshiping this other thing. I'm trusting in Jesus, but I'm also trusting in this. It's going to be pure worship of Jesus Christ. They will serve him with one accord. Verse 10, from beyond the rivers of Ethiopia, my worshipers, the daughter of my dispersed ones, speaking of the Jewish people, shall bring my offering. In that day, he's speaking to the Jewish people, the people of Judah, you shall not be shamed for any of your deeds in which you transgress against me. For then I will take away from your midst those who rejoice in your pride, and you shall no longer be haughty in my holy mountain, that's Jerusalem. I will leave in your midst a meek and humble people, and they shall trust in the name of the Lord. So he's going to deal with all the prideful people, all the haughty people. He's going to remove all of them. And all that will be left among the remnant of Israel will be meek and humble people who trust in the name of the Lord during the kingdom age. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. 
If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com, or through our church app, or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. The remnant of Israel shall do no unrighteousness and speak no lies, nor shall a deceitful tongue be found in their mouth, for they shall feed their flocks and lie down, and no one shall make them afraid. Even today, Israel is is always under constant threat of enemies. But in the kingdom age, no one shall make them afraid. There'll be no more enemies. There'll be no more war. Remember, the Bible says that people will beat their swords into plowshares. And there'll be no more war, and people won't even learn about war anymore. So he says now in verse 14, he says to Judah, the people of Judah, Sing! Sing, O daughter of Zion! Shout, O Israel! Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away your judgments. Jesus Christ has taken our judgments away through his death and resurrection. He has cast out your enemy. Look what it says in verse 15. The King of Israel, the Lord, all capital letters, Yahweh, is in your midst. The Lord God is dwelling in your midst. Jerusalem, during the kingdom age, Jesus, the king of Israel, he will dwell in the midst of his people in Jerusalem. And look at the promise at the end of verse 15. Listen, listen, listen. The person next to you is asleep. Wake them up. Look what he says. And when Jesus Christ is reigning in Jerusalem as king of kings and Lord of lords over all the earth, look what it says. You shall see disaster no more. Your translation might say, you shall see evil no more. Disaster is everywhere, isn't it? It just seems like you turn on the news and it's disaster after disaster after disaster. And tragedy after tragedy and evil after evil after unimaginable evil. We can't even wrap our minds around the evil we're seeing just this week. It's overwhelming. I mean, like our, it's like our gauges aren't even calibrated to make sense and process these things. And the Bible tells us that these things will happen and that these things will get worse and worse and worse the closer we get to the end. Jesus compares them to labor pains, contractions. And contractions become more frequent and more intense the closer you get to delivery. And 2 Thessalonians tells us what we're seeing now. This is the restrained version. And one day, the restrainer, we're told in 2 Thessalonians 2, is going to just step aside. And there'll be man unrestrained at that point. Jesus says that the love of many will grow cold in the last days. Paul tells us in 2 Timothy 3 that people will lack natural affection. In the last days. 
know what natural affection is? It's just normal affection. Normal love. It's natural for an adult to protect children, not kill them. That's unnatural affection. And Paul tells us in the last days, people will lack just natural affection. There'll be a distress of nations. We're told that men's hearts will fail them because of fear of what is happening in the world. But when Jesus Christ comes back and he's reigning as king of kings, he says, you're not going to see disaster anymore. It'll be an end to evil in the world. You're not going to see evil anymore in the world. This is why we say Maranatha, come quickly, Lord Jesus, because of the way the world is going. And it's only when Jesus Christ comes that we're not going to see disaster anymore. And so he goes on in verse 16. In that day, it shall be said to Jerusalem, do not fear, Zion, let not your hands be weak. The Lord your God is in your midst, in Jerusalem. Jesus Christ, the mighty one, he will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. What beautiful verses. Zephaniah says to Jerusalem in that day during the kingdom age, the Lord your God will be in your midst. Jehovah will be in your midst. The mighty one, he will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. You ever thought about that? Jesus singing over us in the kingdom age. You know, in Psalm 29, verse four, it says the voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. How glorious will it be to hear Jesus Christ sing with power and majesty? It'll make Pavarotti sound like Weird Al, right? (laughs) Now watch what happens in verse 18. We're almost finished, as you can tell, because we're at the end of the book. Look at verse 18. Now in verse 18, the Lord begins to speak in the first person. Up to now in Zephaniah, Zephaniah has been saying of God, he will, he will, he will do this. He will rejoice over you. He will sing over you. Now God, you know, has to jump into the conversation at this point in verse 18. He says, I will, I will, I can't hold back. I got to get in on this here. I will do this. Look at verse 18. I will gather those who sorrow. What are they sorrowing over? Over the appointed assembly. What is he saying? Those who sorrow Over the condition of the things in their nation. That mourn over the appointed feast. They're not keeping the feasts anymore. And they're they're grieved. They're broken hearted over the condition of the nation here. Who are among you to whom its reproach is a burden. These people that are burdened by the scorn that the people have toward God. And towards his feast and towards his word. They're burdened by that. And here the Lord God says, when I come, I'm going to gather you. I'm going to, I'm going to gather those of you who sorrow over the way things are going in the nation, who are burdened by just the scorn that people have toward God and toward his word. I'm going to gather you. Behold, at that time, I will deal with all who afflict you. And I will save the lame and gather those who were driven out. The believers who were just pushed out of society. Look, I will appoint them for praise. 
and fame and every land where they were put to shame. God's going to flip the whole thing in the kingdom age. He's going to flip the whole thing. Those who are despised for the Lord will be praised and honored in the kingdom age. At that time, I will bring you back. Even at that time, I will gather you. For I will give you fame and praise among all the peoples of the earth. Right? What does Paul say? We're treated like the off-scouring of the world. You know what the off-scouring is? That's the stuff you scour off a pan. Like when you bake lasagna and there's that stuff that's just caked on there. You got to take a Brillo pad. You got to scour it off. Paul says, man, because we're followers of Jesus Christ, the world treats us like the off-scouring. Like the scum of the earth. In the kingdom age, in the kingdom age, God says, I'm going to gather you and I will give you fame and praise among all the peoples of the earth. It's all going to change. And when I return your captives before your eyes, says the Lord. And so here in Zephaniah, he gives us great instruction, great instruction for us. Seek the Lord for our nation. We keep our eyes fixed on that day. When Jesus Christ returns and he's going to flip everything. And he's going to make everything that's wrong, right. And there'll be no more disaster in this world. No more evil. And no longer will believers and followers of God be pushed out. No longer will they be scorned or mocked for the Bible or what they believe. No longer will we be treated as the off-scouring of this world. It's all going to be flipped. And we will be given fame and praise among all the peoples of the earth in the kingdom age when Christ is reigning as King of kings and Lord of lords. And Lord, we thank you for Zephaniah. We thank you for all of the hope that it provides for us, Lord, in this great little book. We thank you, Jesus, that one day you're going to return to this earth and you are going to rule as King of kings and Lord of lords. We thank you that one day the governments of this world will be upon your shoulder and you will reign with perfect righteousness and perfect justice. Lord, I pray that you would give us boldness to be witnesses for you and to point people to you. In these days, Lord, we thank you for the blessed hope that one day, any day, it could be today, Lord, that you will come for your church, for your bride, and rescue us. We thank you for the promise and the comfort of knowing that thus we shall always be with you. And we say, come quickly, Lord Jesus. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Zephaniah, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. God's Word can speak to you in a variety of ways, and it can reach you in a personal way, too. Are you learning and growing through this study in Zephaniah? If you'd like to hear more messages from this series, 
visit our website, calvaryec.com. You can also subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast. It's a great way to keep connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast on our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. While you're visiting our website, you might be interested in learning more about the church that supports this ministry, Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. You can even come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, visit calvaryec.com for details. You'll also notice a tab for giving and a tab for serving opportunities. Make sure to check those out and think about being a part of this ministry and the church as a whole. If you have questions, give us a call at 410-491-4592. The number again is 410-491-4592. Thanks for listening today to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize